Well, this morning is, a, um, is a, uh, an important day in the life of the world and in the life of this community. It is, of course, the weekend that we celebrate and remember the gift of a singular life. Martin Luther King Jr., of course, was a leader in the civil rights movement here in the United States, and we remember his life and uh, a life lived in service to others. There is, however, uh, a danger in this day, right? Uh, there was a great play called The History Boys, and one of the memorable lines from that play goes something like this, the best way of forgetting something is by commemorating it. Let me say that again. The best way of forgetting something is to commemorate it. Of course, once, once the history of this human being enters into a public space, it gets diluted. Uh, it gets to become the sort of the lowest common denominator of acceptability. Today, the statistics suggest that 95% of Americans have a favorable impression of uh, Martin Luther King. But we forget, of course, that, that in the, the year or so before he was assassinated, only one in three Americans had a favorable impression of Martin Luther King. By that time, he had moved on from talking about Southern integration to subjects like economic redistribution, to ending the war in Vietnam, to providing housing for all of uh, American citizens. So he was beginning to, to ask questions and make statements that destabilized the way uh, of life that people knew and the way of life that people liked. The danger in, in remembering Dr. King this weekend is that we forget him. We might pat ourselves on the back and think because there are no more water fountains that say white or colored that we have actually achieved the dream. By remembering King, we risk forgetting that he was but one uh, of a movement of thousands, if not millions, of human beings who have stood for the purpose of human liberation, freedom for all of God's children, black and white, rich and poor, gay and straight, old and young, of every background and ability. God intends for this to be a world in which all people can grow into their full stature and freedom in the image of God. Amen? Amen. By remembering Dr. King, we risk forgetting that his work was expressly theological, that it was deeply grounded in God's vision of beloved community. So let's use this day to remember as faithfully as we can. Let us rededicate ourselves to our theological vocation, the project of building community, beloved community, together. Let us confess today. Let us sing today. Let us pray today. Let us dream today. Let us worship our God. Who among you uh, could identify the picture on the screen this morning? What is it? It is from the new memorial that has opened in Montgomery, Alabama to remember the victims of lynching in the United States. Some of you have been to see it already, and I hope that many, if not most, of you will make a visit to Montgomery 
to see it yourselves. Why do we need a memorial in 2019 to victims of lynching? Well, number one, we owe it to the victims, to the mothers and fathers, the brothers and sisters, the sons and daughters, all children of God who suffered and died. You will see that each one of those stone blocks contains the names of a county in the United States where lynching occurred, and if the names are known, the victims' names are listed underneath. They died unseen and unprotected by our justice system. They were left to suffer at the hands of our neighbors while people in power looked on or even participated. So we owe it to the victims to remember them. The second reason we ought to see this memorial is that it is a reminder of the depths of our own depravity. That's a word that we don't like to use much in these parts anymore, is it? But in some circumstances, it still fits. Yes, we wake up today in a world that is very different from the world of the 1890s or the 1930s or even the 1960s. But the question is, is it different by degree or by kind? We are still, most of us, in living memory of a time in our very own county when violence and terrorism against people based on the color of their skin was publicly acceptable. And we ought to remember that this violence was not committed by monsters. It was committed by our neighbors, sometimes by our kin, by good Christian folk. We are not so far removed from this depravity, especially when the most powerful person in our country is a racist who stokes the fires of racial antagonism. They did not commit lynchings. We did. So we ought to remember. Finally, we ought to remember because remembering rightly is something that Christians are called to do. At the center of our own faith is a man who was killed by the state. We ought to remember that worldly power is often self-serving and guilty of injustice. As Christians, we do not glory in the cross of Christ. We do not glory in Jesus' murder. But we remember the power of the love of God and how it enters into our world even in the very worst forms of cruelty and injustice. We remember that God's love can take the cross and the lynching tree and make them into paradoxical emblems of human liberation and reconciliation. So I want to warn you that we're about to watch a video. It's 11 minutes long. And in that video, it contains disturbing verbal descriptions of the actions of a lynch mob. The video also contains a photograph of a lynching. We struggled whether this would be too much for a good group of men, women, and children on a Sunday morning. 
But then we realize that, that many of us are protected from violence every day, but that many of today's victims of violence, including children, don't have the privilege of protection. So steel yourself for a story of violence, but also a story full of God's redemptive work. This video is called Strange Fruit. When we encounter something like this, it's important to pay attention to what we feel in our bodies, what comes up, and what feelings um, are taking place within our being. And I want to give you a space to just maybe say out loud some of the feelings that you're experiencing or experienced in your body. Does anyone want to name one or two? Stomach ache. Sadness. Did I hear shame? Anger. Restriction. Constriction. Constriction. Uncomfortable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. There were three scriptures that were used by the artists who created this piece. Did you notice what they were? They were all about trees. The first one was what? The Garden of Eden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the suggestion here is that something about uh, Adam and Eve's desire to, to know good and evil, to be God, to play God, leads to the next tree, which was what? The cross, the tree of Calvary, the tree on which the innocent is crucified. What's that? Pilate's tree. Pilate speaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From Luke's gospel. And then the last tree was what? Tree, the tree of life. That there is this tree in Revelation. There's a city, the, 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 the new city, the new Jerusalem, where God is at home with us. And in that city, there's a river that flows through it. And on the banks of that river, there are trees. And, and the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. So there's a story here about, about the God of Scripture who moves in and out of our lives and the real events of our world, not aimlessly, but with a plan and a destination. So the last thing I want to lift up for you is, that, is the declaration that was made at the end, that you are created in the image of the one who flips the script, that you are created in the image of the one who takes what is broken and wounded and makes something new. That you are created in the image of the one who can imagine a different way. And, and in the story of Billie Holiday and, and Abel Mirapol, it's uh, someone who takes 
uh, this very cruel and sinister reality and renders something beautiful from it. And that beauty helps to shape and transform the world that is to come. So, of course, the question is, do you believe that you are created in the image of the one who does that in the world? How might your life reflect that same creative energy, that same transformative power in the ways that you live, in the ways that you love each other, in the kind of image of the future that you are willing to create with your own life? Think on that question, how this meets your life, how you are created in the image of God as we hear uh, as we hear Billie Holiday sing this remarkable song. Bitter cry. 